night three. As you continue another new day of hiking, you try to preserve the crab as best you can. Uh, Navia dumped out the fish sticks bag. You dumped out the fish sticks. <laughs> the fish sticks have long gone bad, and you you uh, have replaced it with chunks of crab. Massive! Oh man, I'm so hungry. Me, Beth. <laughs> the idea of like just eating hot crab out of a bag. Oh yes, hot crab out of a bag. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> Oh, man. Navia has kind of enchanted with some frost magic, uh, the bag to keep uh, the the crab for at least this extra day. Uh, you get some crab meat. Maybe maybe the two of you uh, with some druid magic dried some crab meat to make yeah. some crab jerky since you have had <laughs> such a, a feast of crab with this giant crab. Uh, so right. this day is an easier day. It's an easier kind of go of things. It's not as as laborious of a, of a hike, but you still hike most of the day, or at least what you believe the day to be. You're starting to lose track a little bit of time. Uh, you hike until you can't hike anymore, and then you rest, and then you hike until you can't hike anymore, and then you rest. But there's no way of really knowing if it is day or night. You're still very much underground, and there hasn't been any break in the cave to, this, to the outside world so far. The mood is getting a little bit sour, even though, you know, you're, you're, you're well fed and today wasn't uh, too hard on you physically. But mentally, you're starting to realize that this has been going on for several days now mm-hmm. um, and you're not making any headway. Majumbo keeps talking about the worm bus and maybe you could call the worm bus. You, uh, Katheria, have to point out that you don't have any more of the little worms that called the worm bus and the, like, what are we supposed, how are we supposed to call a worm bus? And there's an argument. And as you set up camp, you've kind of, even though you've established yourselves as a party, you've once again kind of split between the two groups because of this argument about the worm bus. Navia is grateful for your little argument, your little spat, because she has something that she needs to talk to you about, uh, Katheria as you guys set up camp that night. I didn't think he was going to be so annoying. What, my jumbo? Every day. It's just complaints about his feet. <laughs> about his state of his clothes. He's a bit of a fancy man, isn't he? What is he from? He's, you know, I've heard, never been, but I've heard Blasnamsrud is like a big, big city. I mean, he's, if he's cosmopolitan, he's going to be a little, you know, he's not like us of the woods. But what's he doing adventuring if he needs an iron? <laughs> 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 like Majumbo is iron. He's got a heavy thing that he's been carrying with him this whole time <laughs> so that he can iron his clothes. He's got like, he's like magic to little flames so that he can heat oh up a, a wrought iron iron so that he can iron his clothes. What are you, what are, what, are, what is Nils I, doing? I, I, just, I'm just, I hold my hands lower. I'm, <laughs> yeah, he's I'm still, he's like, he's like, yeah, like, like practice swings. That? Yeah, just like, wow, oh, this feels right. My week right now? I haven't had a lot of ladies. I haven't. I eaten a lot of stuff. Tired? It must be it. That must be it. I'm tired. That must be it. Oh, you're old. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I didn't think you were listening. Navy <laughs> <laughs> is like, I know, but it, like, he seems a good guy. I mean, yeah, I talked to him a little bit while we were hiking, and, you know, he's, he's got the, he's actually, you know, pretty interesting when you get him talking about stories and stuff like you just give him a, give him a chance you know is if some if something happens you you may need them fine i'm going to bed <laughs> 
Okay. I, are you okay? I've, I've noticed the last few nights you've, you know, you, you've kind of been stirring a little bit more in your sleep than you usually do. It's. I, well, to be honest with you, I've been having unusual dreams. Have you been having unusual dreams? Not, uh, not more than normal, but I, I, I have been, I, I've been having these headaches, and, and every time I, 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 every time I use magic now, I feel as though it could be, it could be a surge, it could be, something could happen, and even the bear, I mean, I, I, that's never happened with a, with a shift like that, and. What are you? What do you mean it's never happened with a shift? I, I've never searched on a shift, and I, I, but I felt as though I could have, and I didn't. I, fortunately, I didn't, but it, it oh, felt... Oh, God. That build-up happened, and, and I don't I don't know what would have... What would I have turned into? I mean, it's... Oh, Navia, I th- a cat's gonna, like, brush her back. Oh, that's... Try to comfort her. I'm starting to think that coming here was a mistake, and I, I just... And if you're having weird dreams, and I, I don't want to put you in danger, and this place is already weird for you with, with, you know, your whole thing, and I'm sorry for, for putting you in this position, I just, I want you to get home, you know, and, and get home safe. I, I just, I'm starting to worry. Thank you for saying that. But what I'm going through isn't as immediate a concern as what you are going through. Maybe I think perhaps if you're feeling like your magic will surge, if you use magic at all, maybe don't for a while and rely on me, rely on the boys, as you suggested, until we get out of here. I don't know why I was so stuck on coming here. I don't know why I get so easily drawn to the to wanting more power, more abilities. I, 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 like, like, yeah, you, that makes sense. You say, don't, don't use magic. Magic is dangerous. But then I, I think, don't use magic? How could I, ah, uh, it's, I'll try. Just until we're out of the Feywild. And okay. Navia, I would not change that about you. Your drive to learn everything that you can learn is the reason why I want to spend all my time with you. It's thrilling to be your friend. It's thrilling to stand by your side. And I want to continue standing by your side for as long as possible, so protect yourself. You too. I, I, it's thrilling to be by your side as well. <laughs> and it's like, it's like my job was like, okay, maybe a little bit higher. And yeah, maybe that's what it he's is. He's like holding yeah. up something for you to swing and hit. Yeah, <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, I'm going to take a swing. <clears throat> yeah. Roll the hit. Yeah, roll the hit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that must have done it. <laughs> the 26 <laughs> yeah like the the like piece of driftwood or whatever that he like like the big like the rock that jumbo picked up just goes flying yeah it's like like something shatters behind you the girls <laughs> as they had their like moment <laughs> what, what was that what was oh that? all right i need some tape anybody have tape i need to put i need to like mark mark this because this <laughs> is what i i need to tape yeah like a cello <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it. This is where I put my hand. This is my left hand, right hand. Got it. Thanks. Gosh, I was struggling there. I don't know what was going on. The next night's very chill. After another night of uneasy dreams for for Katheria, this time you see somewhere you've never seen before. It's similar to the Feywild in that it is a very different landscape from what you are familiar with. But the sky this time is all dark hues. 
It's dark purples. It's grays. It's very un. It's weird, unpleasant greens. It's a very, very disturbing. This is more nightmarish. Hmm. These other dreams have been uh, concerning because they're they're they feel very visceral and more vision like, and you're not really getting regular sleep, and it's this weird trance like state, and all of that has kind of been has made you feel like this is weird, this is weird, this is weird. But this one is like full like nightmare, like you, your heart races. You feel kind of panicked. You mutter in your sleep-like trance that that you unconsciously that you can't help. And you see this place, this desolate, dark place, full of burned-out uh, vegetation, dying trees. There's like lumbering monstrosities dotting the landscape. You're flying above it, uh, looking out from from some sort of you know bird's eye view advantage, moving very very fast towards uh, like a mountain range. And the forefront of this mountain range is something that is glowing a like very disturbing, unsettling purple green light. Mm. You have no frame of reference to explain any of this one. And this is much more nightmare like you bolt upright in the middle of the night. And uh, Nils is keeping watch at this moment. Oh, hey, are you okay? I, I, a dream, a dream, a trance. I don't, I don't know. That was, uh, hey, 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 uh, it's okay. Okay. I put my arm, I put my hand on her shoulder. It, uh, oh my God. I, every Take a night. Deep breath. <sighs> okay. Take a deep breath. Okay. And she does. Every night what? Nils, you don't know me to know that this is unusual, but every night since we've been down here, I've been having these trance-like dreams, but I wouldn't call them dreams. They're so much more intense and and real about things that I haven't ever imagined and I can't know. And it's... They're the dra- dragons I've been seeing. Every night I've been seeing so many... Dragons and dragons. I'm in the sky and I'm flying places and just now it was horrible. The sky was just dark, inky greens and purples. We were going towards this mountain and it just dread the entire time I was feeling a horrible dread like I've never experienced before. I I can't even describe what this place looked like. It was just wretched. This, for Nils, would maybe call to mind dwarven legends of dragons, because Hosk borders Didridon, mm. the dwarven kingdom. And, you know, so you would have maybe heard, you know, that all of these dwarven legends of, like, dragons powering forges and being this, like, incredible source of power and, like, something to be, like, feared and in awe of, mm-hmm. um, and being these like distant mythical things, it would be kind of like a oh, these are they're they're kind of like a almost a godlike thing, you know. That would be kind of where Nils is coming from with dragons. Mm, okay, dragons are just legends. I I don't know. It sounds cool, like you're flying one, but it also sounds very distressing. I don't so, even know if I'm flying one, but... Are, wait, were you a dragon in your dream vision? What does Kat feel like she 
was experiencing as she was flying. Was she a dragon? Was she on a dragon? You don't know. You 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 didn't. Clear. It wasn't like the first one where you like looked at your hands and you saw. I was a like, man. Yeah, you you yeah. didn't see dragon claws or anything like Marjorie has. You weren't like looking through different a different kind of vision. Like as far as you could tell, it, it was, was almost omnipotent. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was like outside of, and it was like outside of being, outside of time. I I wasn't there. I I, I wasn't a dragon or myself. I was just perceiving this. I wonder if being down here has been, maybe there's something, like, are we getting closer? Are you, they're getting more intense? Definitely. Then we're, maybe we're on the right path. If that's how you feel. Mills, I miss the sky. I know, we gotta, uh, I can say nothing else other than we just gotta keep moving forward and we'll get there. Are you staying up tonight to watch? Yeah. If it'll make you feel comfortable. It would. And so be it. And without removing his hand, <laughs> he tries to fall back asleep. And I think you do. With, with Nils there, with his hand, there, there's a real comfort that that gives you. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a way that you don't think about, you don't notice it, but you sleep. And it's not... Sleep. It's a it's a sleep. It is a human sleep, in a way that you have not had for close to a week. <laughs> and um, and I think when you wake, you find Nils slumped up against you, also asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes. And when you open your eyes, and when you wake up, you don't immediately have dark vision. You blink a couple times before it kind of comes back. But for a moment, when you have a moment as you come to consciousness, you feel, feel him like next myself. to you where you feel like yourself. So romantic. <laughs> he mutters in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was night four. Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, and then we can get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 10 of our prequel series. We're going to get back to season 5 in a few months here, but until then, Beth and Mike and I are going to continue this, with this prequel. We're really getting into the meat of it. I'm really excited for where it is going, and I hope that you guys are too. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod. Uh, we will be releasing the next t-shirt for our t-shirt club members very soon. Beth is working on a design all about margarine. We've had shirts for every other character, but we haven't had a margarine shirt yet. So the next one will be a margarine shirt. And if you are interested in the patron-exclusive margarine design and our other patron-exclusive designs, you can become a $20 patron and get access to that if you are signed up. Uh, by the end of this month. So head on over to patreon.com slash dndndpod. And if shirts don't interest you, we have a merch level where you can get those designs on some other things, uh, including stickers and stuff. So go check that out all at the Patreon website. Beth's other podcast, Your Art Friends, is on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, If you listen to this show, it won't be news to you that things have been busy over on Beth's side of the world, but your art friends will be returning uh, end of this month. So check out your art friends if you haven't already. Plenty of time to catch up before new episodes return uh, end of this month. That's it for me. Just a couple more ads and then we'll get you right back to it. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. (laughs) 
gets to the fifth night, uh, fifth day of your journey, you continue to travel following along these root systems until Majumbo turns to the rest of you and he says, doesn't it seem like... Uh, another thing. <laughs> no, this, one, this, one, this one's good, I promise. It seems like we've been walking up for a while, yes? Anyone else notice that? Yeah. We've been climbing. Yeah. Like it's everybody's tired. It's we've been climbing for days. He says it's going to be something worth talking about. He's just going to complain again. No, I, I think he's just saying no. Stating the obvious. So an, far. an observation free of complaint. Maybe it's extra tiring to walk up there, elevator. I, that is a fact, independent of my personal feelings. <sighs> it is more difficult to walk up. We all know. He's got a point. But I'm merely making the observation that the elevation has changed. I'm not sure that though we are inside the ground, I am not sure we are underground, if that makes sense. Hmm. What? No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, what do you mean? When we came into this place, we went underneath the city and and we were were down and then Wormbus went down and then we climbed and then we leveled a little bit and we climbed and then we leveled and we climbed. So though we are inside the ground, we may be above what was the ground. Are we in a Does hill? We could be in a hill. Okay. That's, you your... could have just said we were in a uh, hill. I miss the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah, so long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I already have glasses and then it's dark for most of the time. And yeah. like, I, I just, I want to be able to see something normally. My patience is thin, so yes. I apologize. And like, for, okay, uh, I, I'm not, not a complaint. Yeah, yeah I apologize too. Yeah, not a complaint. Uh, all right. Jumped on your Communication. 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 Yeah, yeah. Communication. And then, and then, and then, and then SAS is, is acceptable. Sass, uh, yes. So, Fair. Right. SAS is acceptable. Right. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, nonetheless, Hill? If we if we if we're going up, if we if we're inside of a hill or a mountain or something, maybe we we we're, we'll find a way out soon. That's good. Can anybody like sense the weather or, or temperature changes or like anything like that? And I'm realizing that Fletch Stormtail can, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if anybody uh, in this party can. <laughs> Let's see what I have. Oh, all my slots should be back to. Yeah, yeah. Each each new day, you're yeah. all rested. Yeah, yeah. I can cast daylight, lol. <laughs> this whole time you've been sitting on daylight? No, is... it's a third uh, level. I don't look at my big ones. <laughs> I don't have dig. <laughs> uh, Navy is going to ca- cast locate animals or plants. Wait, before you cast that, is it something I can cast? Oh, Can I... I- just tell me how to do it. Okay, yes. I, I was going to... Do you remember uh, when we first got here, those, uh, like, bird lizards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, oh, this if we could find a bird lizard, terrible. we might be able to, you know, get a sense of, like, how far we are away from, you know, outside. Maybe there are more bird lizards. That's an idea. Okay. And you guys, Nils and Majumbo, noticed that, like, when Navia just started to started to cast this spell, Katheria was like, wait, wait, wait. She stopped it to explain this. Oh. And you don't know why. But yes, Navia explains the plan. Like, oh, maybe we could find the bird lizards. So what was the spell? Locate animals or plants. Katheria casts it. Uh, you learn the direction and distance to the closest creature or plant of that kind within five miles if they are present. Uh, they are present, and it is with definitely within five miles. <gasps> They're close. You get the sense. And weirdly, between three quarters and a, and a full mile, 
and down. Uh. But, but not like, well, at like an angle, not straight down. A gradual 45 degree slope downwards in a mile, just under a mile, are bird lizards. Hey, boys, hmm. we have bird lizards in the direction that the DM just indicated. <laughs> okay. Which means, unless they're cave dwelling, and I don't imagine that a, a bird lizard would be, we're close to an exit. That's and I was right that we were in ground and not underground. You were right. Oh, man. If we're going down to leave, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. This was good. Good Good work, ladies. In the direction, let us, let us go. Let's go. Uh, and you go and you head in the direction of the bird lizards or where you perceived the bird lizards to be. Um, this is a slight deviation from the main artery of roots that you follow or had and been following. As a side note, have we seen anything different it, with the root system uh, in the days that we've been down here? You found like a thick vein and that's what you've been focusing on. Okay. Um, and as previously described a couple days ago, you've noticed that other things are kind of branching off into it or these more accurately, these roots are latching on to other plant systems and infecting them or so mm. it seems and you have found a thick vein and that is what you have been following that's been the, the the artery that you've been tracking this whole time and if you to follow the uh trajectory of the bird lizards you have moved off that a little bit you have to you have to deviate from what you had uh, what had been your plan which if it succeeds you know you will be good because you would have gone in the wrong direction if it fails uh, you'll at least be able to find your way back. So everybody agrees that this is probably the right way to go. It's weird to like talk things out because I'm also a player, <laughs> but that's not information that the team would get. But anyways, you, you decide, you talk about it and you decide that this is the safe way to go because mm -hmm. it's your best chance of getting out and everybody is fucking done with yep. these caves. Yeah. <laughs> <Come on> out. <laughs> so you deviate from this artery a little bit, but you notice that these, the plant roots are still being infected. It's not as thick. It's not as strong of a pulse or of a flow of this blood, but it is nonetheless still there. And you walk for a bit, not too too long, maybe another 15 minutes or so before uh, Majumbo says, I see it. I see it. I can see there's light at the end of the tunnel, finally. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, and he takes off running. Uh, cat chases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I start running too. And everybody is running Majumbo in the lead. Uh, and you come to the mouth of a cave wherein it is snowing. You are significantly high up, higher oh! than you thought. Okay. Uh, snow here, a very kind of icy blue, not the pure white snow of your world. Is it cold? And uh, it is cold. It's too cold, do like we, the do, same. Do we feel a temperature change? Uh, once you get closer to the mouth of the cave, there is a temperature change. But mm. now you're kind of wondering like, well, wait, why didn't we feel this before? Yeah. Roll perception or nature, I suppose, for those of, uh, those of us who have nature as an ability. Five. My perception is 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's uh, just the, the, the light off of bouncing off the stone. He's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, off the snow. Right? It like, it like catches it in Majumbo's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Majumbo, damn it. Between Katheria and Navia, Navia's dirty 20 and Katheria's 23 perception, you uh, realize that there was a significant amount of warmth coming from those roots. 
that those that the blood in those roots was warming the space around them and that when you were in the more narrow parts of the cavern that was basically warming the air around it to a a like um like like Cathiria, you can tell that the, like your perception is like that's where the roots are coming from, and Navia's nature is like this is body temperature. Like, that's so ooh. creepy. <laughs> cool, Gressel. Cool. <laughs> you continue towards. Uh, you guys stop to kind of check this out, and Majumbo continues to run towards the mouth of the cave. And when he gets to the mouth of the cave, he is stopped by the sudden appearance from above of a gray-skinned, drawn-faced woman with wispy black hair and long claw-like fingers that shrieks (gasps) as it descends from above and blocks the mouth of the cave and it yells at him, um, knocking him clear off his feet. There's there's an actual kind of like gust of wind (laughs) that uh comes forth from this yell uh from this this creature and it knocks majumbo back and he tumbles back towards the rest of you um now uh all grouped together as this this woman uh is blocking the mouth of the cave let's roll for initiative Ooh, Mm. can i take a guess at what this is sure do i have to roll insight or something if if you Katheria want to know what this creature is, it would be nature. Roll. Nature roll. Okay, let's do a nature roll. My nature roll was eleven, so I don't think she's gonna know. But I think it's a banshee. It's yeah, it's banshee like. It, it, it is certainly. It is certainly. There are aspects of it that are banshee like, um, but it is not as ghostly um, as a banshee would be. You I see. you would. Um, you would know banshees to be more spectral, mm-hmm. so you at least know that it's not a banshee. But the yell is very banshee-like, so you're confused. <laughs> so that's that's what your roll results in. <laughs> My initiative roll was a nineteen. That's a good one, though. I have four. Four is not good. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it's not good. Why'd you look at me? He said it. Because I was waiting for your re- reaction. To make fun of me as well, and then I, think I, was I, I think continue Nils to look at you. Is scared of women. It's Cathiria's turn first. Woo! Okay. Um, the, you are about fifteen feet from the mouth of the cave. Right beyond that stands this creature. It is corporeal, as best you can tell. It okay. does not appear spectral. And it is flying without wings. No, it dropped. Ew! It from above. Okay, so it's, it's standing. standing. Its feet are bare. Um, and its hands are empty. It has claw-like hands, but they're like regular hands that have become, like they're stretched into claws. Uh, The feet are more normal kind of feet. It seems as though this thing was maybe at one point an elf or is elf adjacent by its ears and uh, has very humanoid features otherwise. Its eyes are sunken and red. Its skin is very tight and drawn and gray. It's wearing almost rags are kind of hanging off of it, mm. and they're very tattered. Uh, and it stands, uh, having just screamed in a very aggressive stance at the mouth mouth of this cave. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to cast Hold Person. Okay. The third level spell. Great. Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. Target must the target must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. See if it can beat a wisdom saving throw. 18? It's, it beats yeah, it. I'll do it. 
Damn. Uh, you reach out with, there's a whoosh of magical energy from you that takes the form of a big cage. Uh, that that's fi- barely perceptible, but that this energy stretches out to try to grasp the creature, uh, and it screams once again and dispels your spell. Gosh, oh, she's wild. Uh, it is Majumbo's turn. Uh, he scrambles back. He is frightened as a result of having been hit with the initial scream, uh, and he cowers behind Nils, and he just says, I, what, what is it? What is, I don't know what it is. It, it, she's very scary. I, Nils, help. I, uh, oh. He can't really do anything. Buddy. It is Navia's turn, uh, and Navia looks at you, Cat, uh, and she says, I, I don't know. Without, I, I get, I bonk it? I guess bonk it, right? And and she runs up to, to the to the creature. Does she, she have a crossbow or something? Uh, she doesn't have a crossbow because her ranged things are all spells. Damn. She can do thorn whip as a cantrip. How dangerous is a cantrip? We don't know. Yeah! Uh, so she takes her staff, the twin staff, to your staff, uh, and she tries to bonk it. And it's a one! Oh, no! Oh, no. She gets caught in, uh, in... Majumbo's kind of like he's all like scrambling around trying to get cower behind Nils and everybody's kind of clumped together and she trips over him and she falls because she's not used to like rushing into the fray. Yeah. Damn it. And uh, now it is uh, the monster's turn with a speed, an inhuman speed. Oh, oh, I hate this. It disappears from the mouth of the cave and appears on the wall of the cave, climbing up the side of it. Oh, no. Climbing up on top so it is above you and then tries to drop onto you, Katheria, as one of the few people still standing. Oh. Uh, and it is going to attempt to first slash at you with its claws. Uh, 17 to hit? That hits. That hits. Uh, nine damage. It gets you pretty good. Uh, and then it tries to... Bite you. Two, two attack? Yep. 16. That hits. You are bitten for 11. And you feel the same kind of drain that you felt from the tree. Oh, God. You can feel the claw. It's the claws digging in you. And the draining feeling, that that, that hole of, of life force. This isn't a drinking of blood, I want to be clear. But it is a pull of... of your life force from this which was bite. the same feeling, which was the same feeling the that tree. you got from the tree. Yes, uh, Nils, it's your turn. Uh, okay, um, I have a Batman situation going on right now. On one hand, I could heal Syria, or the other hand, I could cast a spell. It's biting me. I know. I'm gonna physically grab this thing and pull it off of a uh, cat. Okay. Because I don't want to hit it with a Warhammer because she's right Yeah, if you there. miss or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, Okay, roll an athletics roll. 14. Yeah, you beat it. It rolled an 8. Okay. So you grab it, pull it. It, 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 it. With some effort, you're able to to pull this thing from Katheria uh, and toss it to the side. It keeps its balance and its feet almost, I mean, literally, supernaturally. Yeah. Um, and squares back up to you and screams in your direction. Roll a wisdom saving throw. 22. Yeah, you're fine. I no scream effect. back. <laughs> 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 it can't right. just like fall then, into her knees and has her fingers in her ears. And then I, uh, <laughs> I grab Kat's hand and I use lay on hands. So anyways, uh, how much were you hurt for? I ultimately was hurt for 
20. Okay, you get that back. Really? Yeah. I have 35. Wow. Thank you. So going on to 15, and then it says, I don't, I don't think there's any... This is a moment, though. I want to describe this. Okay, yeah. When you put your... Because when you grab Katheria, I think it's more of a, like, check to see if she's okay mm. thing. But the magic happens. Oh. And the magic... The heat, you grab her, and you, you like, you look at, at her, like, are you okay kind of moment. And the blood comes back into and her face. Yeah, you do. You kind of get a little bit color, but you feel slowly the warmth come back to you, the life force come back to you through his touch in a literal magic moment. The magic. Shut up. <laughs> we're, we're being romantic. <laughs> all the all the jokiness of night one is gone now, and you see a seriousness in this fight that wasn't present in the crab, that wasn't present in dick jokes in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. There's a a, a real capability now that you're noticing as this comes back into you. And after the conversation you had the previous night and like, Mm -hmm. you're seeing a different side of him. Yeah. Yeah. And the creature jumps back up on the ceiling and is now crawling around. Uh, It is your turn, Katheria. What do you do? Where is it crawling around? Above you, five-ish feet to the left. Its gray skin kind of blends in with the rock, but its tattered clothing stands out. And its red eyes. Do I know if it is undead? I don't think you can determine that. I don't think you have an ability that can tell you for sure. You could make an educated guess with some sort of uh, intelligence roll. Feels very husky. And would an intelligence roll be my action? No. You could make like a skill check, you know, a nature roll or something to see like, oh, this is this fitting what I know to be undead. Because it's solo, because it's got the deep set eyes, because it's stringy, I want to know if it seems undead. 14. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you have a pretty, you can't say for sure. You have a pretty good idea that this is, this is an undead creature. After being revitalized, I think still looking at Nils, she's going to activate her starry form, illuminate herself, and then cast Moonbeam at fourth level. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell area for the first time, on a turn or starts the turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half on a successful. Um, you can cast the spell using a spell slot of third or higher and the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot level above second. Right, so this is fourth, so it'll be 4d10, so I have to make a con save. Fails. Boom. 22. 22. It screeches in pain and starts to uh, retreat from you. It, it leaves the radius of the moonbeam uh, and starts to head back toward the mouth of the cave. As it's leaving, I'm going to try to hit it with my starry form archer. Okay. Will a 17 hit? Yes, it will. 11 points of radiant damage. Ooh. Oof, yeah, another great hit. Uh, you yeah. knock it from the ceiling, <laughs> uh, and it falls down to the ground. It starts to scuttle its way back toward the mouth of the cavern. Uh, it is uh, Majumbo's turn. He is still very frightened, although he is going to try to play a loud, piercing note 
he, he brings up his flute uh, to his lips, and right before he, he plays a note, he says, uh, I'm sorry about this. And then he casts a, or he plays a horrible shrieking noise. Uh, everybody make a constitution saving throw. Oh, man. <laughs> Eight. 23. I've heard this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 13 for Nadia. That's not good for the ladies, but Nils is good. 15 thunder damage uh, to all of you and the creature. Wow. And the monster as um, he casts shatter. Oh, no, you're outside the range. Never mind. Uh, it's a horrible sound, but you don't take any damage. But you are very... Uh, it is it is a painful, painful noise, um, even though uh, it seems the magic seems to only affect the creature. Uh, and it screeches once again uh, and starts to retreat further towards the mouth of the cave, almost as if it is trying to reach something. Um, safety, you don't know. Uh, it's Navia's turn. She just looks at... at at you, uh, she's like, God, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't. It's fine. Know. We'll take care of it. Are you sure? I just feel so. I feel so powerless. I, I, I hate this. But she doesn't do anything. She listens to you. She kind of sits, kind of rocks. She's like almost overcome by like this sense of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And now it is the monster's turn. Uh, it, it continues to run away from you, and it reaches the mouth of the cave, and it disappears. Uh, around the corner. Well, uh, I think we kicked its ass. Uh, I... Or you did. I wouldn't have been able to without you, but I don't think that this is over. It's just on the other side of the mouth of the cave. I do want to get out of this place. Yes. I guess so we have to go to the mouth of the cave then and keep moving forward. Cat readies her starry form archery and mm-hmm. tells Nils, lead the way. All right. Uh, Nils, you head out uh, from the mouth of the cave with Katheria behind you, uh, Majumbo behind Katheria, and Navia bringing up the rear, really unsure of what what to do with her. Like, like she's even like moving strange because she's so like conf- confused and overwhelmed by being, for all intents and purposes, normal. And she can't, yeah, use magic. Yeah, uh, she's just so afraid of 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 doing this. And you get around the mouth of the cave, and you turn the corner, and you see uh, the creature ah. with a blade through its head. Oh. oh. And another oh. swinging around to chop off its head. Of the hey. same kind of hey. creature? Or just, you said another? Another, another blade. blade. Oh. Cuts off the head. The body falls. And you see a, a masculine-looking elven person in a long leather coat buckles and uh, scabbards over his back really fine le- a leather shirt uh, big leather boots uh, he's got long flowing black hair uh, you know very light skin a strikingly handsome man um, and in the wind in the snow and the wind and the, the the kind of this weird blue, uh, cloudiness that is is in this kind of strange blue snowy place. He's just standing there with this head on one blade and the body falling underneath his other. Uh, he's these two really really gorgeous looking swords. You kind of stop up, you know, pull up at this thing. You don't know if this is you know who this person is or anything, but he's killed this thing. Um, 
and he drops the sword that has the head still on it and the head just kind of like slides off and falls next to the body. Um, and then the body starts to disintegrate into dust. He says, Halt! Who are you? Hi, I'm Nils Hoskendauer. Who are you? My name is Castian. Castian Valmoriel. What, what brings you to this cursed place? You know about the curse? The roots? Of course. I, I, I was sent here as, as a hired hunter by, by the council, but what... I'm sorry, are you Blandlanders? Uh, I'm sorry, that was kind of rude of you to say, but yes, we are. But remind me, we know Bland... We've been called Blandlanders yeah, before? Yeah, Plantherin called, called, called Blandlanders. Yeah. Should we tell him that? I'm just kidding. I don't know. We're from here. Well, that that's a bad lie, too. <laughs> then somebody else say something, because I'm not good at this. Uh, You'll have plenty of time to fill me in on where you came from as we approach the castle. What castle? Are you not here to hunt the creature? I think there's... No. We best learn a little bit about each other. Then. Yeah, let's have a we sit best, down. Yes. Okay. And he sheathes his blades with a flourish. Uh, and he um, pulls from within his coat uh, a vial of some kind of liquid that he pours over the ashes of the creature that he just killed. And uh, he waves his hand. Uh, and when he waves his hand, there's a flourish. Roll perception. Yeah. 23. Seven. <laughs> Nils, you're you're probably a little bit intimidated by this guy. Yeah, I start taking the tape off my hammer like I, I know what I'm doing. Can't see them. Uh but Katheria, you catch something when he 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 turns his hand and he casts a little spell that that conjures a, a fire. And you you notice that as he turns his hand in the spell, the little flame that comes that that erupts in his hand uh that, that conjures the fire on the ground, it almost takes the form of a flower. D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan. 